Hey, it's Madison, the Black Eagle, and here's a highlight from today's show. Patty Austin, but where have you been? Where? Matter of fact, no, wait a minute, excuse me. Where are you? Where have you been? <laughs> good, good morning. Where have I been? That is the question. It makes me want to talk like the Queen Mother when you come at me like that. Yeah. Um, well, at least I, at I, least I, the Queen Mother. I mean, but anyhow. <laughs> not at that. least a mother, if not a queen. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, I, okay. Now but, <laughs> this is blue now. <laughs> We're, oh I, and Lord! Th- thanks anyway, for coming on. I have, oh, listen, I, I love talking to you. You have been on my mind like crazy, but I have been making a tremendous move in my life. I just turned 72 this year, uh, a number I never thought I, <laughs> I would reach. Um, and uh, it's been, for me, it's been a marvelous experience. And then I had that two-year layoff that <laughs> not self-imposed uh, uh layoff because of COVID, but in my particular case, you know, everybody reacted to it in a different way. Um, I reacted to it by uh, being thankful that I had finally stopped because I was really driving myself very hard and really traveling a lot, and it was becoming more and more difficult to do because of my aging and because Uh, things have been falling apart all over the world on the infrastructure level. And, uh, and I was feeling it because I'm traveling literally, you know, to Asia, to Africa, to South America, to, uh, you know, to India, to Tokyo, uh, to Moscow. This is what I'm doing all the time. And then all of a sudden the brakes, (laughs) they hit the brakes and I slept uh, for the first two months that, that they said you can't go outside. I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank God. I can go to sleep. I don't have to pack or unpack a suitcase. I don't have to worry about what I'm wearing or how I look or if I took a picture of myself today. I can just become a little piglet, which I did. And it was a marvelous experience. But it also taught me that I needed to uh, pace myself better. Yeah. And so uh, I decided to slow my role a lot. But I ended up, because of COVID, having to do a lot of gigs that kept getting postponed because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Right. So I, and as a result, they kept moving the dates ahead. Okay, we'll do it next year. Okay, we'll. And I just literally finished my last, I call it my last COVID gig. Uh, Three months ago in, um, oh, this is terrible. It just went out of my head. Uh, we, gosh, we, uh, that's okay. Horrible, that's okay. Horrible water issues. What yeah. about the water issues going on forever? Everybody's getting poisoned by the water thanks to the wonderful well, yeah. uh, state government. But anyway, that was my last gig. I said, this is it. I told the audience, this is this is. This will probably be more like a share retirement, which means, you know, I'll be back in a couple of years. But right now, I'm, I'm, I'm rolling it back. So I'm rolling it back, and I'm rolling it back in a place called Panama. Oh, okay. And part of the reason I'm yeah. rolling it back in Panama is. is because of my beautiful goddaughter, who had her first child uh, two years ago. 
and uh, decided to move here because she has relatives here uh, from her mother's side of the family. Her father has been my manager for 32 years, and um, so we're like family. It's really my my uh, extended family. All of my family is gone to the great beyond. Yeah. So uh, the Ormses are my family. I have my uh, goddaughter, uh, granddaughter here, who I am watching grow and just uh, fascinated by the whole experience. Uh, I love where I live. I love the people. Um, I was getting very tired of the energy in the United States. Uh, on so many levels, you know, I'm a 72-year-old black woman in a country that is not too fond of either one of those demographics, and um, and I'm having to perform for people, which uh, changes how you look at the world, because I'm there to try to please an audience, so I need to find out what pleases them or displeases them, and the industry has become more and more volatile if you have an opinion about anything there's always going to be somebody who disagrees and lately the disagreement has become more and more volatile and no ifs ands buts about so let me ask you this when you watched and and you've been able to ascertain and the what's what what happened with Brittany griner i i'm just i i just like to know what your immediate reaction is, what your assessment is, and particularly last time we talked, your your imminent your knowledge of Russia. You performed there. You know, I always love this. You know, Putin Tang. <laughs> um, well, we call him Pooty Tang. Pooty you know, Tang. You know, Pooty Tang. Does everybody remember Pooty Tang? I hope you do. Oh, He's I oh I character. remember Pooty Tang. Sure. Uh, but what but, what so, is your you know, assessment? That's definitely Putin, the Russian version. Yeah. <laughs> the Ru- so what, what I mean, what was going through your mind? Because I thought about you immediately, and particularly well, when Joe, I heard Joe, Joe. when I heard last week some commentator yeah. say, "Hey, this would not yeah. be a good time for celebrities to visit Russia." Go ahead. You want to you want to know what I know about it? This is how scary it is. Okay, so for years I've been performing in Russia because of a of a um, wonderful musician who studied at Berkeley, Russian musician, who has a wonderful jazz band, and he brings talent over all the time to perform in Russia. And um, he happens to be, just a little side story, uh, Putin's best friend from kindergarten. And they play hockey together once a week and you can be in the middle of a rehearsal with uh, this gentleman uh, and uh, he will say I'm sorry that is it I must meet my friend Putin so that's the dynamic that's the relationship the day after the war started in the Ukraine my agent in Europe gets a call from this person And he asks if I can come and do a concert in Moscow, like in the next couple of weeks. Wow. (laughs) 
My goodness. So this is and back in February. Not, yeah. As if that's not bone chilling enough, because I have already talked to friends who, uh, and I've already been there sufficiently to understand the dynamics, the psychological dynamics of Russia and how it functions and how its people are functioning and and what the culture is. Again, I'm going there to perform for them. So I need to know, you know, what's your favorite song? What can I sing in English? What should I learn in Russian? Blah, 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 blah. So I, these are people that that I have a pretty good insight about. And so I've been told because of the last time that I was there, sitting next to Putin, which was a very revealing character. And I had the opportunity to do a very revealing character analysis on him. We, and we, as a matter of fact, we have that photograph up on our social media. Go, go ahead. Well, I, I sent you that picture because every time I meet a closet <laughs> Nazi and they decide to come out to me I show and talk about how much they love Putin, I show them the picture and go, have you ever sat next to him? <laughs> okay, go you ahead. Know, you want to know about this little son of a bitch? I can tell you. Okay, so anyway. Um, I get this offer to go there within a couple of weeks of the war in the Ukraine. And I tell my agent, there is no way I'm going anywhere near Europe at this point in time in my life. No way. And I was supposed to go there and do an entire tour that had been postponed because of COVID. I was supposed to tour Finland. I was supposed to tour, and all of a sudden I got a call to do, to do a gig in Poland. I'm like, I think they're trying to, tell, <laughs> trying to tell me something. So as if the offer was not bad enough to come there at that time, and I'm immediate, my, you know, my alarm goes off immediately. It's like, well, they want me there because, <laughs> oops, we looked through her bag and found blah de blah blah This was long before... Uh, anybody was talking about my girl. Brittany Griner. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Okay. So, um, but I, again, I had already been told this is how they function. And then two days after I find, hear about this offer that I turned down immediately, so I said, hell no, I'm not going <laughs> go to Moscow. And this sucker's getting ready to try to start World War Three. Hell no. And he's nuts. And and then I find out that the guy that's trying to get me there to perform has just been brought into Putin's cabinet. He is now a member of Putin's cabinet. Wow. This and this is his buddy from grade school. From elementary school. Right, from, right. from grade school. From right. kindergarten. Wow. Literally from kindergarten. They are, that's, as we used to say in the black community years ago, that, that's his ace boon coon, okay? Yeah. <laughs> wow. wow. And, and they are very tight. And he has been bringing, this musician has been bringing everybody from, I mean, when I went there, the reason that I met, met Putin uh, in the first place physically stood, you know, before him, so to speak, <clears throat> was... Uh, I had been invited to participate in a music festival that they do there every year. I think it was the seventh anniversary of the of the festival. And every year they would bring an American artist. Kurt Elling went. Uh, Herbie Hancock was there the year before me. I think I might have been the first woman that represented the United States in this music festival. And it's people, artists from all over the world, they all come together. 
and they share their music and their culture. And it, it, which translated means you go to Russia for them to, you know, stick a microscope <laughs> up your bum and figure out what makes you tick, because that's all the Russians really care about. That is how they do their thing. They are all about psychological drama, mm. you know, and, and the best metaphor for the mentality of the culture is those wonderful dolls that they make. That's a doll within a doll within a doll within a doll. Yeah, within a doll. Right, right. That's that's kind of the mentality. Everything is hidden. Everything. If you see one thing, you you know there's going to be. It's a facade in front of a facade. So what is <laughs> and Patty Austin is? We're talking with Patty Austin, and and uh, what is what is the facade in your opinion as it relates to what Brittany Griner went through? Well, the facade is, it's coming from a few angles, and, and if you want to see what the facade is, just look at what the right wing is doing in the United States and all over the world, because this is not a local issue. The, the fascist movement has been picking up speed at least the last 10 years, and I've been screaming about it from the hilltop uh, to whoever will listen, because most people are not paying attention to this like most people didn't pay attention to this when it happened in Germany. But they are a little more on top of it in Germany, and I work in Germany a lot. And so I have seen these movements that have come from, from Q, and, uh, which started in France. Most of these movements have started in Europe with the, with the closet Nazi crew. I want to start a new N-word. I want everybody to use this word to describe what we are now calling right wing this and neo that there's nothing new about these suckers they're nazis period and they're all over the world and they're working together and their their goal is to destroy democracy that's the goal and they know how to do it very well in russia they have taken their entire population I've never seen a more anesthetized population anywhere on earth. Mm. Wow. Wow. I mean, people are, most of the people that you see walking down the street, I would say 70% of them are drunk. Functioning alcoholics, but drunk (laughs) drunk nonetheless, because they're trying to anesthetize themselves from living in a fascist environment. And there are a lot of people who think that's okay. And I am not one of them. <laughs> and I cannot express uh, deeply and loudly enough to, to my American brothers and sisters how they need to take care of themselves and try as much as they can to convince those who have been uh, hypnotized by the siren's song due to their ignorance uh, they need to try to sing another song to get them to the other side, because otherwise the world is going to be in a horrible state of torture because the people who are trying to take it over do not care about the world. They only care about themselves. That's so you, all they care about. So you would be I, I, you're in total agreement uh, that this is no time 
for celebrities, period, or tourists to be traveling to Russia? I mean, I you, look, I, I, it sounds like a stupid question. You cannot. Yeah. You cannot. Yeah. You, just, you can't. Cannot. And, and also as an artist. Yes. I feel about Russia like like I felt about South Africa during apartheid. These are places you must boycott. These are places you cannot go. But it's not even enough to boycott. You have to boycott and you have to speak up. You know, we've got these magnificent athletes in the, in, in the, uh, um, the World Cup who are putting their, literally, their lives, forget a reputation, you know, the, <laughs> the Europeans are very worried about their reputation, you know, and they brought that crap with them when they, when they came to the Americans. Ooh, my reputation. No, what are you actually doing? As you always say, what are you doing? What are you going to do about it? Yeah. What are you going to do about it? Yeah. What are you going to, are you going to sit there silently? Because if you sit there silently, you are complicit. So you have to speak up. You can't just say, I'm not going to work in, in, in Russia. I'm not going to work in Europe. So you all stop running around wearing swastikas again. <laughs> are you freaking kidding me? And trying to call yourself a new Nazi. You're just a closet Nazi that felt brave enough to come out this week. That's what's going on. And these suckers are everywhere. They're in your police department. They're in your army. They're in your government. They're in your drugstore. They're up the street. They're in your church. They're everywhere. And they have been emboldened by people like Trump and people like Putin and the head of Hungary and the head of the Philippines and the head of Iran. And these suckers are partying together. And I know they're partying because I get to sing at some of the parties. <laughs> I remember you mentioned that the last time. You know, the other yeah. thing I remember, Patty Austin, is that they would they would talk around you as if you were a piece of furniture. You, you know, like, you're not there. You don't exist. You don't exist. And maybe someone in the group will look over and say, hey, what do you think? Which was always my favorite question because I just go immediately Eartha Kitt, you know? <laughs> Eartha Kitt at the White House. <laughs> you really want to know what I think? Now, some of the, some like of, some of the young... Some of the young people may not re- know what she's referring to. Eartha That's Kitt, why I said. I know Eartha Kitt up, was invited to the White House. <laughs> I think it was for some event. And she let Johnson right. have it. I Ooh. mean, let Johnson. Ooh. And all hell broke loose. Oh, you can't do that. You can't say that, Eartha Kitt. But, let, so, but that uh-huh. leads me. So this gives me the opportunity to ask you, Patty Austin, uh, your, well, no, about... Biden and what you're hearing, obviously, Biden trading, uh, you know, and uh, to get to get Brittany uh, Griner out and everybody all concerned about the fact that he left behind a disgraced, (laughs) uh, dishonorable discharge Marine. I have a memory like a horse. I remember when the Russians arrested this man. And I was living in San Francisco at the time. And it's where he was from. And the street word on him was that he had a dishonorable discharge from the Marines, that he had been caught embezzling about $10,000 somehow through the system, 
And when he was caught by the Russians, the thinking was that he was probably do. And after all of that happened, he started working for a security company. So when he got arrested in Russia, there was not a lot of empathy for him out there because of his history, which nobody wants to talk about now. But he's a white boy, so now we're going to whitewash his history and what really went down when he got busted in Russia. I'm not saying he's guilty, but I'm saying the Russians had something to hang it on when they busted him. They didn't have Jack Diddley to hang anything on when they busted Brittany, except for the fact that they wanted to capture her so that they could create a wedge in the United States between the black community and the aristocracy, which is already there, which they've already done a brilliant job of hyping up. That's what's going on with that. So he's, he's been difficult to get out of that situation because of his history, which the Republicans don't want to talk about now. They want to talk about, oh, you left the white boy behind. Well, the white boy's behind was looking funky in the first place. So they got to do extra, extra, extra stuff to get him out of there. I hope they do, because the Russians are some sneaky little rat bastards when it comes to those kinds of things. So why do you think they want him? I mean, what's in your opinion? Why are they holding on to him? Yes. Why did, why did Putin... Uh, uh, <laughs> Why did Putin cancel a breakfast that I was supposed to have with him uh, when I was in Russia representing the United States for the music festival? Because I said some things in a master class that, did, that got back to him that did not make him happy. And he decided to have his people impose a press conference on me where their first question was, what do you think of Trump? And I said, he's an idiot, but you know that because you put him where he is. And before that happened, I had received a phone call to have breakfast with Putin the next morning. I ended up seeing him that night. He changed the schedule around. He had somebody call me and say, no breakfast. They didn't say anything else. Then I got to a concert that I was supposed to attend, which was the opening ceremony for this festival. He comes up on stage, makes a speech. The next thing I know, he's sitting next to me. And what? he decided yeah. in the middle of what he's doing that he needed to mess with me on that level. That tells me everything. Well, now, when you say everything me- about him as a person. What, 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 wait, now, Sam was telling me something. Go ahead, Sam, our, produce, our producer. The photo. Yeah. That photo generated, uh, you know, some uh, drama. Oh, uh, the photo you sent to us, Patty. With you sitting uh-huh. next, that that Sam is saying it generated some controversy. Is that what you're saying, Sam? What that's was, my question. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, that that's what Sam is asking. He's asking that that photo did it was it controversial? Did it generate? Was there a backlash for you? The photo upgraded my entire Russian experience. Because at the time, Putin was looked upon literally as a god. 
this was 2020 when this picture was taken. Mm -hmm. December, the middle of December 2020. Um, the, the general population looked at him as a god. If you would ask anybody on the streets, what do you think of Putin? They would begin to swear. Oh, he is he is most fabulous leader of country. We were all could not get crust of bread. And he came in and saved an entire country. Now, what they don't realize is that he was the reason that all they could get was a freaking crust of bread because he decided to starve his people and then run in like the cavalry and then save them. So it would look like he had saved them, but he was going to screw them mm, up in the first place. Got you. So they're all brainwashed. When I was on my way out of the theater, I had five older Russian women that ran up to me and my, my agent and my, uh, um, my agent's uh, partner. And we were standing there waiting to get our coats. And these women rushed me. And they were screaming, oh, my God, you sat next to him. Can we touch you? Oh, my God, who are you? Why do you get to sit next to him? Him. (laughs) I mean, so this was the vibe there at that time. What also, Patty Alston, is the, because we're urban view here, what's the racial aspect, uh, the attitude of Putin or Putin-tang? I like that. Uh, Pootie Tang, Pootie Tang. Pootie, I'm look, sorry, Pootie Tang. Yeah. Pootie Tang is just, uh, just like Europe. You know, you got to, unfortunately, and this is why my white brothers and sisters, they're in my family. They're running in my DNA. My grandmother was, well, at this point, we think she was Swedish and Finnish, but she lived on the border. So she's probably, I'm probably a freaking Russian. But the bottom line is, <laughs> The Europeans in general have a very savage, barbaric history. Uh, the Europeans developed borders. The Europeans decided that you can own land. All of the places that they colonized and invaded had a whole other mentality about culture, yeah. about the culture and what it should be and how one should function if they end up on this planet. <laughs> and so that is kind of in the bloodstream. There, So there's tremendous racism in Russia, tremendous racism in Poland, tremendous racism in the Ukraine, tremendous racism in Eastern Europe, tremendous, coming from thousands of years of barbarism. We're going to go get somebody's land. Uh, that's not our land, but it looks good from here. Let's go get it. Yeah, you Let's know, I thought, I, yeah, and I, and, and <laughs> no, I thought about it as we wrap you know. up. As we we could do this for a couple of hours, I'm telling. Oh, you. But okay, but yeah. no, but, <laughs> but as I but as I wrap up, I, I got to tell you this morning, I was listening to a news uh, uh, on CNN about this uh, this uh, special that's on you know uh, with the uh, royal uh, is it Prince Harry. And, oh, yeah, Harry and and and, and, and uh, Megan and Megan, and so, so somebody yeah. somebody raised the question, and I'm and and I'm going, you know, about the royal about the royals and England, and I'm thinking to myself, why are y'all so surprised about you know the the attitude uh, of the royal family? Give me a break. Hello, hello. Give me a break. I did a lot of gigs for, um, at one time, Special Olympics. And I did the first show that they ever did 
uh, in Scotland, and um, the royal family was there. And it was when I was a big girl, and um, I was about 100 pounds heavier than I am now. And uh, I was performing, and someone who I knew was in the box with them at this concert that we were doing was in a stadium. And um, Grandpa, uh, the, the king, um, made a comment that, uh, well, I, they, were, they were getting ready to get up and leave. And somebody said, the show's not over. And they all kind of har- harumphed and sat down. And Pops said, oh, well, I guess we can't leave till the fat lady says. Oh, ooh, ooh, yeah, get, oh, get back to you. Oh my God! That's that's. I mean, that's as insulting as the was it the dame or whatever her name was. Can I touch your hair? Where were you? Yeah. Bo- where Where were you born? Yeah. <laughs> you know. Oh, by the way, down the street from a... you. <laughs> okay. Okay. Unfortunately, I have a nasty story about pretty much everybody. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Look, I, I we're gonna have to save that nasty story for the next time. <laughs> But one, I got one final question that my team passed on to me. Uh, okay. And then we'll call it. A, we we got this is going to be a good podcast. I think I'm going to send this to TMZ if you don't mind. Go <laughs> oh, right ahead. You know because I'm telling you this this you know this I'm so glad because I really seriously worried about you knowing your relationship and when they yeah. said celebrities. Stay out of yeah. Russia, and and the, you know because everybody's been making this thing. Oh, the only reason she was taken, she was a celebrity talking about Britney. But here's the question that they passed no, on they to me: Is I'm um, telling you, I know they did it on purpose. Yeah, okay. They, they, I know they did it yeah, on, purpose. on that's purpose. how they that's how they do what they do. <laughs> so, did they wanted me to ask you, Patty Austin? Uh, are you still are you still on Twitter? Now, I gave up Twitter. I said that's it. I'm I'm through with them. I'm going to be very truthful. I've never been on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or any of them things because I know how they were designed. I lived in San Francisco when this stuff was being developed. No. And I was very in with the, in quotes, in crowd. Uh, You don't want your brain to be anywhere near any of that shit. And I have a sneaking suspicion that they are using some kind of a silent frequency because they've learned a lot about frequencies in the last 20 years and how they can affect your brain. And I would not be surprised, let's put it this way, if we find a Manchurian candidate connection going on where we have all these people that are walking around, you know, with their hands out in front of them going, Trump, Trump, fascism, fascism. At the same time, yeah. uh, I think, and they're all watching the same station. Right. And if you don't think that's designed to brainwash your tired, uneducated ass, you need to think of another thing. So that that's a very, 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 very scary thing that I deeply believe is going on. The Russians know what our weaknesses are. They have sent people to the United States to absorb the culture and tell them, look, here's what, here's what they like, here's what they don't like, here's what they're weak about, they don't like no black folks, you know, it, it's just, all of that goes into their aha, <laughs> the aha pamphlet, and then they fling it back at you. 
you know. Yeah. But we have a lot of we got a lot of work to do. The the major reason I came to Panama is I got so tired of feeling the energy in the United States of the fear of the browning of the United States. So I figured I'd come someplace that was already brown and they weren't excited about that. All right. Patty Austin, love you dearly. Thank you so much. I I mean, I'm so glad we caught up with each other. I I know we telepathically, we're we're probably thinking back and forth. Yeah. 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 We're connected. But Joe, just uh, before I go and you can use this or not, this is just from me to you. Um, I am so proud to know you and I am so proud, uh, to be a part of the tribe and, um, the work you do, uh, I know is not work for you. I know it's just you doing what you know you're supposed to do because it's what we're all supposed to be doing. So I just want to thank you for being who you are and, um, let you know how much I love you, and I'm glad you're healthy. And uh, I love watching you blow up more and more and more every day. Uh, and that's all I can say to you today. I love that's you all back. I have to get it. Love you back. Love you back. And take care of yourself. Please. I'm take. doing that. All right. Oh, boy, am I doing that. Take care of yourself. Yeah. Patty. All right. Uh, you all do right. the same. Okay. You can listen to yours truly, Madison, the Black Eagle, live every Monday through Friday on Sirius XM Urban View Channel 126 or anytime on the Sirius XM app.